Revelation chapter 3, beginning at verse number 7, the Bible says, as John the Revelator is writing, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things. Saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, but you've kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. For the next few moments, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to us on this subject, the door before us. Would you set your Bibles down and one more time, could we lift our hands and could we really just ask God to minister in the remainder of this service all across the house? Come on, that's it. Lord, I humble myself before you, Jesus. I submit my will and my motives, God. I need your anointing, God. Give me the strength to preach it, God, like you've put it in my spirit tonight. Lord, I pray that I would only do what you have asked of me to do, God, and then get out of the way and that you would have your will in the remainder of this service. I humbly submit every part of me unto you, God, and I ask that you would anoint me from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. Let your kingdom come in this room tonight, God, and let your perfect will be done. I take dominion right now over anything that would be a hindrance, any distraction, anything that would come against this service, and I pray that the gifts of the Spirit would be loose to begin to flow, God. Confirm this word with your signs following. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe with everything within you, God's about to do something miraculous. Would you now just lift your voices one more time and worship him, praise him, just rejoice for what he's going to do for us here tonight. If that's all you plan on getting out of this service, you can be seated. But if you want to get a little more, I say we give him a little more praise in advance. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Turn to your neighbor before you're seated and say, God can. Say it with some conviction. God can. Amen. Amen. Please be seated in Jesus' name. To adequately understand the text that I have read, you kind of have to start at verse number 9 and work your way backwards. In looking at verse number 9, you see a very bold statement as he says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, 
I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. He was referencing and or addressing the tribulation that the Christians, the, the apostolics, the Pentecostals were under at the church that was in Philadelphia, these that claimed to have truth, but in fact, he makes it very clear they do not have truth. They are a lie. He is telling of a tribulation that he, that these people are, are putting the church through there in Philadelphia. And the tribulation that they were putting them through was something very similar of the tribulation that those that have gone before us in this apostolic movement had to endure. These uh, that, that founded our organization and that carved this out, these were ones that were not accepted by society. They were the ones that were persecuted for their beliefs. They were laughed at. They were spit on. They were beat up for being a tongue talker. Yes, right here in the good old U.S. of A. All of this for being a one God people. They were mocked. They were thrown out of organizations that they led. They were forced to the other side of town. They were the people that were rejected for who they were and what they were because they believed that there is one God, that you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, and that the only way to know that you have the gift of the Holy Ghost is by the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. Yet today, although we do face a fight, the fight that we face is not that of rejection, as our forefathers faced. In fact, we face quite the opposite. We face rejection through a time and a season of letting go of our identity. As a matter of fact, if you look throughout other organizations, many have adopted our demonstrative worship. Many have adopted tongue-talking. Many have adopted even baptism in Jesus' name. But they stopped short of the beautiful truth. In doing what the apostles said, they have a form of godliness, but they are denying the power thereof. They are people that say, well, if you want to, you can, but it's not really that important if you talk in tongues. We do, but don't feel the pressure to do it. And it is through this acceptance, through the laying aside of our fundamental doctrines that now we face. Our pastors are now widely accepted in our cities. Us as people are widely accepted because we have entered into a culture of acceptance. They accept us as long as you don't try to make them what you are. We have come into a place where people tug and trim on truth to do exactly what James said not to do with it. And that is to change it for the man with the gold ring. 
They have created a gospel that is appeasing to the rich and the higher class. And they don't want anybody that's broken or anybody that's addicted or anybody that's hurting. It's seemingly like they have forgotten the words of Jesus when he said, Whomsoever will, let them come and drink freely of this water. And today we are in a time and in a place of, I believe, often in in echoing something kind of like Isaiah 43 and 8 when it says, Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified. Watch. Or let them hear and say it is truth. This prophetic utterance in Isaiah 43 was telling of a time that there would be a people that have eyes, but they can't see truth. That have ears, but they can't hear truth. But I love the ending of this text. It says, you bring your witnesses and we'll bring our witnesses. I kind of see it like a Mount Carmel moment where the people of the Most High God says, let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. I believe that we are coming to a day where entire churches are going to realize what the true gospel is and where the fire is at. I believe we are coming to a time where although they have tried through relevance to delegate and downgrade the truth to something that it is not, that we are soon approaching a moment where our churches, where the apostolic churches are going to rise up with our one God apostolic tongue talking holiness message and entire churches are going to be baptized in Jesus name filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and converted to what we believe I believe that it is the day of Philippians 2 and 10 that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Watch! And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He's Christ Lord of all. I believe that we are coming to a moment quickly and we have stepped into a massive and great revival in 2022 that many churches will turn not to a partial truth, not to a semi-truth, not to a little truth, but they're going to come to the whole truth of the gospel of Jesus' name. I say we're unapologetically apostolic and we hold fast to the word of God. Revelation 3 and 7, it says unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia, he said, I'm going to write to you some things. He said, these things, he that is holy, he that is true, and he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, he that shutteth and no man openeth. The very first revelation that you've got to understand is that in Isaiah 22 and 22, he foretold who was going to come with the key of David. He said, I'm going to lay it upon his shoulder, and he's going to open, and none shall shut, and he's going to shut, and none shall open. This foretelling was of one man. 
and that was God manifested in the flesh. You've got to understand that Jesus is the answer to it all. He's the answer to every trouble in the world. We don't need more political parties. We don't need more left or right. We don't need more of anything. I'll tell you what we need. We need a revival of the baptism of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be baptized one more time with a flaming burning desire to preach the whole gospel, to declare the whole truth, to speak it all under the unction and the fire of the Holy Ghost. There is one Lord. There's one God. And there's one mediator between God and man. That is the man Christ Jesus. There's one key that's going to open these doors. And I feel like that God has showed me that a door has opened, but also a door has shut. To understand the importance of why I have brought to you Revelation chapter 3 in talking to us and what God is wanting to do in this end time. You have to understand where they were at in the state of history in that time in Philadelphia. They had just experienced a horrible earthquake. This earthquake came somewhere around 17 AD, maybe a little earlier, scholars and historians suggest. This earthquake came and it rattled the city of Philadelphia to its core. It crippled almost all of their homes. It wrecked all of the city center, they said. It was a horrible earthquake. It said that it was so bad that many of them refused to live on the inside of the city or try to rebuild the city center for such a long time because there were so many aftershocks and so many new waves coming through that they were afraid that a spirit of fear gripped them and it stopped them from building up the city again. This earthquake was devastating. This earthquake brought them to a place of fear, trepidation, and worry. But it was in the middle of this horrid thing that struck their area that God said to this beautiful church you've got to hear me I have shut a door and no man can open it and I have also opened a door and no man can shut it can I preach to you for just a little bit I know we have heard it but I feel so deep in my spirit tonight and I have come with a great burden to tell you that every wave and every new variant of this pandemic we seem like it is just bringing waves wave after wave and fear after fear and issue after issue and it's never going to go away and it's never going to leave and it seems like every time we get a hope a new variant comes in and more countries shut down than we thought that we're going to open and more this and more that and, and more of all this stuff that's going on in the world but it was through the trial of the earthquake to Philadelphia that God said I've opened a door before you and can I preach to this great body uh, since January brother Richie said uh, about 50 people uh, have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, at East Wind Pentecostal
the church. Can I tell you what that tells me? That although there's been a few shocks in our economy, that although there's been a few waves of worry come across our nation, I will not be held down because God has opened some things to the church of the Most High God. Oh, if you believe it, would you shout with a voice of triumph? He said, I have opened some things, Gregory. But he also said he shut some things. And I want to preach to you for just a moment before I tell you about what I feel in the spirit that is open. What he has shut. And the door that he has shut is the door of carnality. Listen, I'm going to just talk to you for a little bit. I pray that this comes from a place of love. But when the Galatian church, when they had started something in the spirit and they had tried to do what was done in the spirit and the flesh he said oh foolish Galatians who has bewitched you can I talk to this church for just a moment and everybody that's under the sound of my voice if we're going to have what God wants us to have we first have to have the understanding that the door of carnality and complacency has been shut to the church of the most high God can I preach to you for just a moment? This thing started with prayer, and it's still gonna take prayer. This thing started with fasting, and it's still gonna take fasting. This thing started in the Word of God, and it's still gonna take us rightly dividing the Word of God. This thing started in an upper room where fire fell. This thing was picked back up on Azusa, where they prayed without ceasing, and they could not contain what God was doing. Can I preach to you today? We've got to catch on fire in a way we've never caught on fire. Carnality won't work. God has shut the door on complacency and carnality. God has shut the door on ease and Zion. It's time for Zion to travail. And it's time for some sons and some daughters to be born. It's time for us to shake our city with revival. I thank God for the 50. But how about we see 150 next month? Preacher, that's vision is just too great. No, it's not too great. Because I can see the door that is open before the church. But before you can go charging through that door, you've got to shut the door on complacency and carnality. God's calling us to another level. God's beckoning us to another dimension. I can hear the Spirit saying, Whomsoever will, come, come, come. Can I preach to you for just a moment? We need worship on fire. 
Whether it's the highs of praise or the depths of worship, we need it on fire. We need prayer rooms on fire. We need Sunday school on fire. We need youth groups on fire. We need greeters on fire. We need ushers on fire. We need media on fire. We need sound men on fire. We need musicians on fire. We need singers on fire. We need Bible studies on fire. We need laity on fire. We need the church on fire. We need it on fire like it's never been. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost consume us, baptize us, fall on us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. We need the fire. We need the fire. We need the fire. Oh, I want the fire of the Holy Ghost. If you want it, come on, let's praise it for just a moment. We need our daily devotion on fire. Come on. We need our little morning Bible reading on fire. Come on. We need to be on fire at our jobs. We need to be on fire whenever God calls us to witness. I've got the fire of the Holy Ghost. The door of apostolic revival is wide open. The beckoning of the Spirit of God is. Come on through. I'm on the other side. I've got a harvest. I've got miracles. I've got demonstration. I've got an out. My God. Come on, there's something here right now. Fan that flame for just a moment. Fan that flame for just a moment. I'm calling every department head in this church, catch on fire. I'm calling every bit of legacy in this church, catch on fire. I'm calling every young person in this church, catch on fire. 
catch on fire. I'm calling every elder in this church. Catch on fire. I'm calling every young married in this church. Catch on fire. I'm calling every middle-aged in this church. Catch on fire. I'm calling every hyphen in this church. Catch on fire. I'm calling whomsoever will. Catch on fire. Let us get a burning desire to run through the door of apostolic revival. Let's catch my God, I feel like tearing something down. Let's catch on. I wish I had a few young men that would be an aisle runner. I wish I had somebody that would dance in the Holy Ghost. There's no telling what would happen in this service right now if somebody would just let go of everything that has you stopping from catching on fire. I wonder what would happen in this service right now if you lay it at an altar and let the fire of the Holy Ghost let it consume you. Let it consume every distraction. Let it consume everything that's got you bound. It'll do it if you let it. It'll catch you on my It'll turn your city upside down. It'll turn your family upside down. It'll turn the world. There's nothing like the fire. There's my God. There's nothing. I said there's nothing. I said there's nothing. Come on. Get caught up in the fire. Get lost in Come on, press in. Come on, press in. Get a little deeper. Wait in a little further. Don't hold back. This is Book of Acts. This is what we've been waiting on. This is a Book of Acts kind of eruption. This is the kind of thing where lives are changed, where destinies are rewritten.
I'm telling you the spirit of prophecy just come into this place I'm telling you if some of you would open your mouth right now you could start speaking some things into existence I'm telling you there's some folks in here life and death is in the tongue if you would open your mouth and speak a little life right now there are angels in this room ready to be dispatched with the message that is written with your tongue let's open our mouth come on you can't think too big right now you can't have too much faith Come on, open your mouth right now and declare something over this city. Declare something over your job. Declare something over your family. Declare something. I'm telling you, there is a spirit of prophecy that just stepped into this house. I can see hundreds being saved. I can see thousands being saved. I see millions being saved. I see billions being saved. You're crazy. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, there's a power of the Holy Ghost. And if you would open your mouth and declare... God has divinely intervened in this service right now. I'm telling somebody in this place, you need to declare some things. You need to bind some things. You need to lose some things. There's some enemies that have had your family bound for far too long. I'm telling you, there's such faith and such apostolic boldness in this room. If you would speak to those mountains, they will go into the sea. I feel faith. I feel the fire. Come on, open your mouth and declare. Open your mouth and declare. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, you've got the ear of God right now. 
I'm telling you in this place, uh, there is a divine intervention. God has paused this moment. Uh, He is listening to your decree. Uh, He is listening to your prayer. Uh, Open your mouth, uh, not with timidity, uh, not with fear and with trepidation, uh, but with the door open unto you right now. Speak. I said speak it. Speak it with boldness. Speak it with such intensity that you begin to shake under the auspices and the anointing that's in this room. Speak it with such fervor that you feel it falling at your feet. That you feel generational curses being broken. My God. God doesn't just give us these moments for us to enjoy. God gives us these moments so that we can change some things. This moment is not just so that we can dance and feel good and leave. Hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. God is destining that some things be rewritten in your life. I'm telling you, I feel like the judge with the gavel making a final decree over somebody. The Lord says, as you will speak it, uh, I will execute it right now. I'm telling every person here, we did not receive this visitation for us to just enjoy the goosebumps and the emotion. God is wanting to change some things. I'm telling you, if you will speak, it's like he will wave the gavel down and he will say, that is the verdict. And it is, I see it in the supernatural right now. If you want to remain quiet, you can remain quiet. But if you need some things to change in your life, you need some things out of that young. 
I'm telling you, there's a generational curse that has had a few of you bound. Your mama had it. Your grandmama had it. Your great-grandmama had it. Your daddy was a liar. Your great-granddaddy was a liar. I'm telling you in the name of the Lord. I feel it coming in this room right now. If you will declare, he will execute upon the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. Let us open our mouths and let us speak in the name of the Lord. Come on, speak it, speak it. This is the door that has been opened. Go through it, go through it. Take your family through it. that's it come on that's it get caught up in this moment please don't be in a hurry this is a divine visitation this is a holy moment with God I feel like the angel that met Joshua and said take your shoes off you are standing on holy ground and he began to tell him this is how you're going to take your city you are in a holy place with a holy God and I feel divine instruction being released in this house Come on one more time. Lift your hands and let there be a sound of declaration and boldness in this room. Be set free. Be delivered. Let it be done. Uh, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, the last time I was in a moment like this, uh, I told everybody in the building, I said, if you need a miracle, nobody's going to lay hands on you. Uh, If you will lift your hand uh, and profess it in faith, uh, it's going to happen. And in that very night, uh, a lady was healed of a heart disease. Uh, Another one was healed of a paralyzed arm. Uh, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, uh, open your mouth uh, and decree it. Come on, there's miracles here. There's healing here. There are chains falling all over this house. There are chains falling in this city. This is random, but I'm telling you, I feel like the Lord just said, I want to heal somebody with diabetes. I don't know if anybody in this room has it or not, but if you have diabetes in your body, I want you to lift your hands right now. 
I want you to lift your hands if you got it. Lift your hands if you've got it. Right now, in the few moments, we're going to speak the word of faith. I want every hand pointed towards these hands that are lifted right now upon the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. I command your sugar levels to be normal from this moment forward. I command you to be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the next time you check your numbers, they would be perfect. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, there are miracles all over this house right now. Come on, let's wade off into the supernatural. Let's wade off into the things of God. Come on, that's it. Somebody with faith, lay your hands on their head right now and don't just speak it, command it. It's done in Jesus' name. It's done in Jesus' name. Come on, that's it. That's it, Gregory. Lay your head on his head and speak the word of faith. The gift of faith has rested on you for a while. Speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, be healed in Jesus' name. Be delivered in Jesus' name. Let's operate in the Holy Ghost. It's here. Flow in the Holy Ghost right now. Do what you feel in Jesus' name. going to pray for mental healing right now. If you've been battling in your mind, many of us have, I want you to lift your hands. We're not worried about who's around us in judgment. I want you to lift your hands. If you've been battling in your mind, lift your hands. Let's be honest right now. You're battling in your mind, depression, anxiety, suicidal thinking. You can't lie to God. Lift your hands. That's it. Lift your hands. Hear me. It would shock you, it would shock you, those in our movement right now, that have contemplated and tried to take their own life. I'm telling you, the peace of the Holy Ghost is about to sweep into your life. If you need a mental healing, I want you to lift your hands right now. If you're around somebody with their hands lifted, I want you to turn to them. Go to them right now. you got faith that God's about to use you, go to them. Find them where they're at. That's it. Go to where they're at. Come on. I don't want you to pray a pretty prayer. I want you to lay your hand on their head. And I want you to speak with boldness and in the authority of the Spirit right now. Upon the authority of the Word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. I command that you be healed in your mind right now. 
I command that the peace of the Holy Ghost would come into your mind. That dark cloud of fogginess that has stopped you from thinking straight. That has stopped you from doing things with a clear mind. A sound mind. I now speak that you would be healed in Jesus' name. The crown of thorns was for your mind. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. You've got authority. You've got dominion. Be free in your mind. Be free in your mind. That dark cloud that visits you every time you go home. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it's like when you walk through the doors of your home, there's a dark cloud that comes over you. There is an angel of light going there right now, and he's going to heal your home. And the darkness that once was there will no longer be there. Come on. Be free in the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. You're going to, when you open your eyes in just a few moments, uh, you're going to see things a little differently. I said, you're going to see things a little differently. There's a divine visitation here. Don't get in a hurry. Come on. God is changing some folks. God is changing some things. Come on, let that rail, let that well up. There's a wave coming across this place. Let it well up. Come on, surrender to it. That's it. Let it boil up out of you. He shot Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Let that freedom flow out of you right now. Let that healing flow out of you right now. Let that deliverance flow out of you right now. There's a well springing up. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Come on, spring up a well. My God have mercy.
I want to minister just for a second on some people. I feel, I feel to say this, and, and then I, we're going to pray one more time, and I'm going to be done. But there are a lot of us, we have, we have very heightened emotions. I want to help some of you, some of you people here that, that are called to intercession, and you don't realize that's what it, you're called to. You have very heightened emotions. You feel things a little differently than the normal person. You, you feel things in a different way. When, when you go throughout your day, you have different waves of emotions that the average person doesn't feel. God has given you that sensitivity because you're called to intercessory prayer. And a lot of times we take on emotions that aren't ours. And we get bogged down with emotions that God didn't intend for you to personalize. But instead intercede over there's some of you when you drive into specific neighborhoods, you feel something come over you and you feel this almost like this weird mindset or this weird thought process. And you're like, why am I feeling this? What does this mean? And you personalize it and then you internalize it and then it's yours to deal with. But what you don't realize is, is you're gifting with intercession. And when you come into that neighborhood and you feel this wave of emotion, God is calling you to begin to intercede on behalf of that place. Hear me, I'm going to help you just a minute. Stop internalizing and taking what's not supposed to be yours, but something that you're supposed to pray over. There's going to be an unlocking in this room tonight of intercessory prayer warriors. I feel this very strongly. It's going to be one of the keys that will make the next Palm Bay outpouring, the one coming up, very, very, very effective. Because in this place, we have people that go to different parts of all over this city and all over this county. You work in different places. You live in different places. You go to different communities. You shop in different centers. And as you go into places, you felt different emotions and you've made them your own. And the Lord is telling you tonight, it's not yours. It's for you to pray over so tonight, there's going to be an unlocking of intercessory prayer warriors. I want you to hear me from now on. When you pull into a place and you feel that new emotion and you know it's not natural to you, don't internalize it and don't take it as your own. No, that's God calling you to pray for that place. In this place tonight, God's about to release intercessory prayer warriors in a new way and at a new level. And it's going to unlock some things in this city. And not only are we going to see a greater revival within this building, but it's going to help us see a fantastic and a massive outpouring when we go back to that high school. I want us to lift our hands right now all across this house. You know who you are. You know, you know exactly what I'm saying. Some of you this isn't resonating with, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not called. It just means that that's not specifically your natural gifting. Everybody can intercede, but some people are called to be intercessory prayer warriors. I want you to lift your voices right now upon the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. I pray that tonight there would be an unlocking of intercessory prayer warriors. That these warriors, God, as they go to their different homes and different locations in this city. As they go to different places all throughout Brevard County, God, wherever they may live, wherever they may frequent. That as these waves come over them, that they would be called to intercession in a new way. And that you would release warriors all across this city to begin to break the back of darkness from the north, the south, the east, and the west. So that there could be a greater harvest than we have ever seen in the next year at this church. 
let it be done by the power of the word of God and the authority that's in the name. I want everybody, I want you to lift your voice one more time. And I just want us to thank the Lord for what he's doing in this house right now. Come on, that's it. Let's just thank the Lord. Let's just thank the Lord. Let's just thank the Lord. I'm going to lay this microphone down. You're dismissed to leave when you want to leave. But if you want to linger, go ahead and linger. Come on. Let's just thank him for a little while.